Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg, and I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Good eve afternoon. Uh huh. I gotta tell you, there was a a lot of a lot of feelings about our beaches episode. Good feelings. Um, a lot of people who seem pretty angry that we didn't mention that um. The young Bette Midler was... Blossom! Yeah. What's I didn't her, know! And also on the Big Bang Theory, a show I have never oh, seen, and not, I've never seen Blossom. Like, no. why do do people know anything about me? I know, but yeah, well, I, I'm surprised you've never seen Blossom. I that never watched Blossom. That feels like it would have been in your lane in the 90s. I was Whoa. young in Isn't the that 90s. that catchphrase? I don't know. Blossom. Uh, as soon as somebody mentioned that the person who plays the young Bette Midler in Beaches is Blossom, is I was Blossom like... Blossom a girl? Of course! Yeah. So the, her name's Blossom? Yeah. And then what was Blossom's deal? I don't know. She was just like a teen, she just like, trying to make it in this world. Was she getting into trouble? Or was she yeah, like she was a, a good time. Okay. Blossom, was it a Nickelodeon? Sh- no, it wasn't Nickelodeon. I don't remember what it was. I have no idea. This I person does not mean anything to me. You're all so angry at me for not knowing <laughs> who she is. I'm sorry. I do not watch Big, Big Bang Theory. No. Apparently she's on that. Well, she was a very talented child she actress. Was, I mean, all the skill in the world. I wish her the best. Yeah. And uh, we stand beaches. We stand beaches. I'm sorry. You can stop DMing me. <laughs> I get it. Great. Um, what have you been watching? Okay. For years, I have been trying to get Skylar to watch Friday Night Lights. And he has refused. Pearls before swine. I know. Honestly, it like has honestly been a very hard thing for me to deal with. Yeah. Because I think Friday Night Lights is one of the best television series of all time. Yeah. Couple of problems though for him. One, he's like, I don't like football. And I'm like, this is it's not even I was like, think about all the people that you know who love this show. It's like Eli and Meg and my sister, Chriselle, and like just a whole bunch of people that are not football fans. I'm like right. That should tell you something about the fact that whether or not liking football is a prerequisite for, you know, liking the show. Two, he does not like dramas, doesn't like drama series. He thinks they're cheesy. He can't get into them. He's like, I don't like the conflict, etc. So I recently sat him down and I was like, I need to talk to you about something. And he got like very intense and he was like, what did I do? You know, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I am just going to ask you to do something for me. Will you watch just the first two episodes of Friday Night Lights with me? And if you don't want to continue, I will never bring it up again. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I thought this was going to be a serious conversation. And you're like, it is a serious it conversation. Is. <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't understand. This is very serious. This is something that has been bothering me since 2015. Yeah. I have been feeling. This ups- is a wedge in our marriage. And if we don't work through it is. this. And differentiation is great, but there are some things we need to share together. Yeah. And part of the problem is like. I just need him to understand some references. Like when I'm like, okay, buddy Garrity, I need him to know what that means. Exactly. Okay. So he was like, all right, fine. So last week we watched the pilot episode and it ended and he was quiet for a second. And then he said, damn it. I can't believe I just got emotional about a football game. (laughs) And I was like, yes. Yes. I mean, have you been running laps with that kind of satisfaction? So happy. Yeah. So this weekend we're going to watch episode two. And he told me the other day he's excited. I'm sorry. You've only watched one episode because do you know how long it took me to watch the entire series? One day. A month. Like I polished that thing off in. I know. A quick four weeks. We, We have a time restriction problem. He has no time. And so honestly, it was a miracle that I got him to sit down to watch that one. And so. This week, though, he did tell me I'm excited this weekend to watch the second 
episode of that show. I'm so happy for you. So like I feel I feel like my marriage might make it is what I'm saying. I'm excited. Congratulations. We started we also that same night started Starstruck. And love it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And it truly is because of the lead. Yeah. What, what's her name? Rose something something. Rose something or other is so charming and hilarious. I want to see her do a million things. This is the only thing I've ever I've ever known her to do. Is is she new on the she's, scene? I mean, she, yeah, she's a stand-up. She is so funny. Yeah, right? I hope for big things yeah. to come from so, her. So, Starstruck on HBO. Isn't it great that HBO is just taking the chance on so many women leads? They did Hacks, they did Mayor of Easttown, yeah. now Starstruck. Yeah. It's been really fun. I um I started Hacks. Did you like by it? By the way, I, so far I'm like one episode in yeah. and great. Yeah. And it yeah. only gets better. HBO? I mean, I like Figure HBO. Figure out your pause problem and then yeah, you are the best streaming platform. HBO's got some, they're streaming, they're... The technology's bad, the content's good. It's very bad. Okay, and then finally, I cannot tell you how damn good the good fight is right now. Okay. Meg, Are you going to try though? It is. It's outrageous how good this show is. It is so funny. I laugh harder watching this than anything else that is currently airing. The storylines are incredible. Okay. I saw the New York Times did a review on it uh, a couple of weeks ago and like just raved about it and was just like, this is a spinoff on a streaming platform nobody has and it's the best show on TV. And they called it um, uh, brilliantly bonkers. And that is like exactly how I would describe it. It is like this completely bonkers like reality, but it's so in like so smart how they write it that it just okay. like draws you in. And so what I was going to say is Sky accidentally caught the first episode of the most current season uh, with me because he was sitting in the room. And he is now hooked, even though he has not seen any of it. Okay. And so I guess this is a show that you could just jump in right now and start watching it because it follows current events anyway. So as long as you know what's going on in the world, you can kind of catch up on the, the characters pretty quickly. Cool. So good. Okay. That's what I have. How about okay, you? Okay. I really just have one thing, um, be, you know, because I watch 19 shows for this podcast and cover mm-hmm. them all. Yeah. Um, but... On Apple TV, there is a show called Mythic Quest, um, which is not what you think it is. It is, in fact, a show about the team who makes a video game for nerds. So mm-hmm. it's like World of Warcraft, right? But it's about the team who creates it, and it's a comedy, and it's got uh, Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. And a couple other people from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and a couple other just comedy people that aren't big yet that are really funny. It's a funny show. We're two episodes in. I would give it like a B so far. I've heard it gets really good, though, so mm-hmm. I'm going to keep with it. And that's on Apple TV. How Okay, so you've watched a few Apple TV shows. Yeah. I guess you really like Ted Lasso. Yeah. Are there any other Apple shows that you would give more than a B? I don't, I don't know, because we started physical. I thought that was going to be really fun. And I hated it. What is I couldn't that? even get it's with Rose. Is it Byrne? I think it's Rose okay. Byrne. And it's a it's about her having an eating disorder and I think becoming a fitness instructor, which is a interesting story, but it's her doing a constant narration 
of like the thoughts going through her head and it was way too aggravating. I couldn't oh. make it more than 10 minutes. Oh. It was just too much for me. So okay. I would, and you know, the morning show was a solid D plus, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. So D plus, yes. Can't wait did for you, season two. Go, wait, is, isn't season two out? Is it not of out Of the yet? morning show? I think it is. Is it? I didn't made it. I because at the time I did not have Apple TV, like I wasn't paying for it, so I only made it up to the number of episodes they would let me watch it. And it's like, would you like to buy more? And I was like, I can exit this show. I don't need to buy. And I've just never gone back to it. That's a mistake. Is it really? You hated it. I loved it. <laughs> I looked forward to watching every episode. It's hot garbage. It is hot garbage. But I loved it. I actually think Jennifer Aniston was pretty good in it. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. They all, uh, they're all they all playing a caricature. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon is terrible in it. Yeah, so bad. She's so, so bad. bad in it. <laughs> like embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And Steve pretty bad too. It's a lot. It's just yeah. like not everyone's best look, but I'm here for it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you swing and you hit and sometimes you miss and sometimes I just want to watch you miss. Well, who's who's making shows for Apple? I mean, like, are they bringing in people who have I mean, those are big names. No, I know. But like, like who's directors? writing and directing and producing? I mean, I things? would assume they're pouring the same money into writers and directors as they are into stars. I would assume so too. It just, I'm just curious I mean, I guess Netflix puts out a lot of crap too. Oh yeah, they just put out so much stuff that they're like they're bound to hit every once in a while. Yes. So maybe that's the Netflix model is just make everything and something yes. will be good, and then that's what we'll promote, and we'll be like, look, Netflix makes great stuff. I mean, I've never, you know, Netflix. I'll like browse around. I've never gotten on Apple TV and like browse around. It's only ever been like, oh, I heard this show is good, so I'm watching it. I have no idea what all their programming is. Okay. Also. I watched um, the college admission scandal movie on Netflix. You finally watched it. Yeah. Like what? That was like six months ago yeah, that that came out. I thought that the recreations were rough. Yeah. It was rough. It's cheesy. It is cheesy. Yeah. But the story's interesting. This That was the impression I had where like they, because the whole thing, they have like audio recordings, right? And so yeah. they're doing recreations and based on like the text and audio recordings that they've received. And I was like, I mean, I guess it would have been kind of boring for them to just like tell you that like so they kind of needed to do recreations because they don't have like actual footage of what happened and so a few minutes into it i was like this is cheesy but the information i'm getting is so fascinating that i'm willing to deal with how cheesy it is i just felt like the interviews like with the stanford rowing coach was just or water polo coach just so much more compelling than the recreations you know the recreations just made me cringe so i'm like i'm fine with people just explaining to me what happened but don't you want because they had the actual dialogue from phone calls like don't you want to hear that i want to hear someone read that i want them to say and then he said and then she said okay yeah so when i remake it that's how i'll do it okay um and yeah just you know cruel summer we're still bless us Please keep us in your prayers because we've got three more episodes of that show to do for what the Patreon. It? I don't even know oh, what it is. Oh boy, oh boy. The years are 1993, 1994, 1995 in Skyland, Texas. There's been an abduction and an abduction. Uh, abduction. Abduction. Martin Harris. Yes, Martin Harris. Wait, what? Yes. The principal's name is Martin okay, Harris. Great. And he has abducted a young girl and it's this other girl maybe saw her in the basement of his house. And that's all you need to know. And it's terrible? 
the worst show I've ever seen. What what network is or what? Uh, uh, it's on Freeform, which is all you need uh, to know. Freeform. Written by I'm people. I'm convinced these people did not live in the '90s. I think that they've read an a long form article about the '90s, okay. and they're all 20 years old, and they're like, "Sure, we can write a show about the '90s." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bad. It's real bad. The Bachelorette is straight up hilarious this year because The Bachelorette is so awkward and so terrible at being The Bachelorette. I'm loving every minute of it. Bachelor in Paradise starts soon, which is always a blast. And, um, you know, we're doing our Patreon. Who's hosting now? Uh, Right now, it's Taysha and Caitlin. Bachelor in Paradise is going to have an array of hosts, a bunch of comedians like Titus Burgess is going to do it and David Spade and... Kevin Hart, I think I saw. Um, it's been fine without a host. For a minute, I was like, man, this isn't working. And now I'm like, I don't even notice that there's not a host. Okay. So. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we're doing our Patreon. Today, we're recording an episode that I was, I am so excited to record. I couldn't sleep last night. Wow. I'm, I am so excited to talk about, we're doing best best winners at the Oscars every year, starting with 1940, 41. When did we start? 40. 40 and the movie that we did this week who boy (laughs) who boy so make sure you become a subscriber to our eight dollar tier to access that every week uh patreon.com forward slash hive mine hq but we are here today to talk about fried green tomatoes yes I reckon we better fry some of them green tomatoes we're younger and faster listen (laughs) This movie will always be perfect to me. Uh-huh. Uh, Steven, it ended and he said, I didn't really like that. And I said, well, you're sleeping on the couch. Like this movie means too much to me personally for you to criticize it because oh this gosh. was a foundational film from my childhood. I love this movie. This movie, it it goes off the rails quite a few times, but I love every minute of it. Yeah. It's like a good Julie and Julia, whereas I, I enjoy spending time with both sides of the story. Great performances throughout. Yes. Kathy Bates. I'm sorry, but Kathy Bates is amazing. She's, in she's, this. A, she's amazing. And you're, you are all in on Kathy Bates' character. And you, you're right. Like, I hadn't thought of it that way, but it is like a good Julie and Julia where, like, they go to the past and I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then they go back to Kathy Bates and I'm like, yes. Because, yeah. like, every time they switch back and forth, I'm like, yes, I want more information about you now. Yes. It's so good. Quick question. What was going on with the teens in Alabama in the <laughs> 90s? They... <laughs> They needed some discipline. Oh my goodness! Well, are they even teens? They all look thirty. Well, the the kid who's like you fat cow. Oh, that was he awful. was a teen. I that still like it affected me, and I remember this affecting me as a child when he calls her a fat cow, and she's like, "Why are you being so mean That's, to me?" And good, fair question, Kathy and, Bates. And like, yeah, Kathy Bates, because these kids are naughty. They're the worst. And those girls. I mean, it is it's cartoonishly evil. When they like take the spot and they're like, sorry, lady, we're younger and faster. I want to take a minute to talk about their outfits. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got we've got like the the socks with the white kids, you know, and then the shorts and then a neon bodysuit with like a loose white shirt over it. And then they've got the poofed bangs and the crimped hair that's up in a side Amazing. pony. Put that look in a museum. Flawless. That was such a moment in time. Flawless. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. They're younger and they're faster, but she has more insurance. Yeah. So um, just iconic. I got to tell you, there were, I think, two big things 
that really struck me. So I had not watched this movie in several years. And this was, like you, a huge movie of my childhood. Like I, watching it, I'm like beat for beat. I'm like, yes, I like remember being a child and seeing this story. There were a couple of things last night as I watched this that struck me differently than, you know, or something I just like hadn't really thought of as a child. One was when I was a kid, the Kathy Bates husband character in my mind was this like abusive maniac. Oh, really? And I and like I was always just like, he's a terrible man and she's just trying to like live her life. Last night I watched this and I was like, oh, he's actually like a sweet guy. And he's like a little bit aloof, but their their marriage has just kind of gotten stalish. But like he's nice to her and he's like spends time with her. And you know, that was really I was kind of surprised to see that because I was just like in my mind, that character to me was like a villain. And I think that like I've had this happen a few times with films that I watched as a child a lot where I thought like the dad or husband character was like this big, mean, scary person. And I saw it as an adult. and I'm like, nah, he's fine. Um, A Christmas story is another example. Like in my mind, the dad in that is like this mean, scary dad. I watch it as an adult. I'm like, that guy is a great father. (laughs) Like he's always playing with his kids. And like he loses his temper, but not at his family. It's like, oh, the tire blew out. And then he's yelling at the car. And it's just like. It's so funny as a kid, like what you perceive to be like aggressive scary. or scary behavior. Yeah. What do you think of his character? I, I mean, I thought it was like pretty well written. Like he's not mean to her. They've just kind of gotten into a rut. You know, their kid moved out. They're trying to figure out who each other are again. And she's going through a lot and he's not really sure how to process it, which I think is a pretty common story in a marriage. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I I thought he was a sympathetic character so so there was that and then the the number two even bigger one was you know i obviously familiar with this movie as a child and then i remember a few years ago somebody telling me like well actually the the relationship between the two women back in the 20s or 30s or whenever it takes place is supposed to be like a romantic one kind of like there's in the a book sexual, it was and in the book it's like actually like a lesbian you yeah know, and I remember hearing that be like, Ugh, everybody's trying to make everything gay all the time. Not everything is gay. I watched this last night and I was like, this is obviously that. Yeah. And the movie feels like 2014 Eli trying to like tell his coworkers about a date he went on, but being careful about pronouns because I was still half in the closet. Yeah. Like, this movie feels like it's in the closet. Okay. So I was just reading that uh, the stars, uh, both Marys, because their names are both Mary and three names long, yeah. uh, who played Ruth and Iggy, and the author of the book really wanted that relationship to be part of the movie. But um, the director and the studio were spooked. It was 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kept them as friends. And that food fight between them which is there's a lot of erotic energy in yeah. that food fight, but that's supposed to be like the love scene of the movie. Yeah, and I, you know, it it was 1991. Like, yeah. who knows what would have happened to this movie Very. if that had been part of it? Would anyone have seen it? You know, it, I mean, if this is if this was ever remade, it would be a lesbian love story. It is a lesbian love story, but it would be like it would be very obvious. Yeah. So I think for me. Even more than the food scene, the scene that like caught my attention the most where I was like, oh, this person is like a closeted lesbian is uh, when they're they have the birthday party for um, Mary Ruth, Ruth. They have the birthday party for Ruth. And then after the two of them are like out swimming or whatever, and Ruth tells Iggy that she is getting married and you can see Iggy like 
devastated. You can see her devastation over it. And she's like, what? And then Ruth kisses her on the cheek and jumps in the water. And I was like, that was such a like com- complicated feelings, like romantic scene that yeah. I, as a child, I was just like, it, like, it was just so over my head sure. that yeah. that was even part of the story. Yeah, I think when you're a kid, you're like, if they're not kissing, it's nothing, you know? Yeah. And you watch this and she's like, wow, she went and got that honey for her out of the tree. And like Made Ruth was so for concerned for her. Like, it's a very romantic movie. Yeah. And, and I actually, I'm like, maybe it's fine that it was like that. Like, it's just a subtler romantic story. Yeah. I mean, I think that it wasn't, not romantic for those reasons. I think that it was a lot of prejudice that kept it from being that. But like if to read it just as a text, it's clearly a story about them being a love in love. I So I, I'll agree with that like 90%. I think making it subtle probably does make the story a little bit better than if they were just like in this secret love affair that was, you know, explicit and obvious. And also that's not really the point of the movie anyway. Yeah. The point of the movie is a lot of other things that are happening. But uh, I do think that the later you get in the film, the more they just sort of abandon what are Iggy's probably emotions toward Ruth. Mm. So it's like early on, like it's clear that she has that like deep connection. And then later it it feels like once you get toward the end of the movie, it's just like this friend she cares about. And I feel like the movie would have been stronger if they would have made that, if they would have made that bond more consistent through the film. Mm. So you didn't think like when she, when Ruth was dying, I mean, that felt like a friend or a family member dying. Okay. Yeah, but like I didn't, the the point at which I felt like the most heartache for her was when Ruth said she's getting married and you see Iggy's face just like drop. Well, and then they say, and I never spoke to her again. Iggy never spoke to her again until a few years later. She went to find her in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very clearly yeah. a romantic thing. Um, but I think if you made it now, it would be much more overt. Yeah. For, for better sure. or worse. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I remember the point of the movie being that they barbecued a man. Like yeah. that's what stuck with me the most. Cannibalism. Like the fried green tomatoes, the whistle stop cafe ate. Yeah. Frank. Frank. Yeah. You know, and I, now I watch it. I'm like, I don't, did they? I, I don't know that they did. They don't explicitly say no. that they did. It's kind of implied though. I also remember thinking that Ninny was Iggy. Mm-hmm. at the end when in fact that's not true okay so in the book it's very clear that they're two different people wait what yeah they are two different people yeah but in the movie she is edgy no it's not supposed to be that way but like kathy bates knowing smile has led people to think that what yeah no, I don't like that, Meg. Okay, well, you don't have to believe me. But wait, why? I'm is just that? telling you what the IMDb facts told so me. So then, who is Ninny? She's she's what she said she was. What? She married Iggy's brother. Uh, no, I don't. Okay, you don't have to believe me. Do you want to believe that? Fact? Yeah, it always bugged me that she was. Why Iggy. does that bug you? Because she had a son. Like, and if Iggy's, I don't think Iggy ever married a man. But a lot of gay people end up just because of society. But I want her, I don't want that life for her. But Ninny's happy. Okay, yeah. I am very upset okay, about that. I'm just telling you, is, I'm just telling you what I read. This is a thing I wish so in the book is it explicitly not yeah, her? It's explicitly not her. I'm very mad about this. Okay. I disregard this fact and I dis I, I disagree. You, you can reject this reject reality, it. but you know it's not reality. I am rejecting it, so it is therefore not real. I'm very mad about this. Um okay. So, did you watch this on uh, Amazon? I did. Okay. 
Was Were there extra scenes that you do not remember as a child? I remember the beginning feeling a lot longer here. Oh, yes. Like the wedding. Is, okay. Uh, there were several things. First of all, the version I watched a million times as a child starts with Kathy Bates and her husband going into the care home and you know Kathy what? Bates getting thrown out. This one starts with them getting lost and driving up to the abandoned whistle cafe yeah. and there's like mysterious sounds and she and he's like on a payphone, which why does that town still have a payphone? There's no one that lives there. And Kathy Bates is kind of looking around and she's like, she's sort of mystified by this place. And then she goes, here's what I think it is. I think that we always watch this movie on TV. TV. It was always on TV. And they just cut that out. Yeah. They cut it for time and we didn't see a lot of that wedding stuff. And the wedding, yeah, there was a lot more wedding stuff. And I, I really liked that beginning like brought me into the story so much better than yeah. just Kathy Bates getting thrown out of a care home. Yeah. I really liked it. I did too. Uh, it is long. Yes. It's a long movie. It's over two hours. Yeah. I had to break it up because it was lengthy. Um, but yeah, that did feel new to me. And then, of course, the scene with Buddy getting hit by the train is brutal. Oh, my gosh. I was not prepared for how much that was still going to affect me. Right. Every time I watch this, I think he's going to make it. I'm like, you can do it, buddy. You can well, get Well, I think in my mind I got confused because there's two, two train incidents, which is a bit much. Is this the arm one or the death Yeah, one? and I was like, Does he, what happens here? And then it was like, oh my gosh, it's it's so sad. It's he, so sad. Awful. Which, why did he go that direction? Because um, he like runs towards the He was trying to impress his girl. <sighs> Bros, don't try and impress your girl if you're going to get hit by a train. It's not smart. Don't trace chase that hat down the railroad track. And I cannot even imagine. So I don't think I've ever really thought about this when I watched it as a child, not to get gruesome. But as a child, I saw it and I'm like, he got hit by a train and he died. And like, that was like, that was it for me. I watched it this time. And I'm like, these two girls just watched him get hit head on by a train. Yeah. And that had to have been gory. And then, every, and then you see terrible. everyone from the house run. And as they get there, they look down and they all go into shock. Everyone, yeah. like one after one, they go into shock because they're looking down at something. And I was like, oh, this is like, so much grosser than I really ever had contemplated. Yeah, it's and upsetting. traumatizing for the people who saw it happen. Yeah, the little girl who witnessed her brother get hit by a train. So when she goes, so she immediately goes into like this state of, morning shock depression and i think as a kid i was always just like she misses her brother but this time watching it i was like she's in sh this kid is in shock yeah because she just witnessed a horrific thing happen in front of just right in front of her yeah yes uh it was brutal mm. did you feel like iggy's character was a little too on the nose the adult or child the adult uh, in what way? I just felt like the adult was acting like a child and like the way they dressed her and the way they did her hair and the way her face was always kind of dirty. I was like, there's just not a lot of adult women who are okay having a dirty face. So she, when, when, when we jump to the adult character, she's supposed to be 18. Is that what it is? I think she's, she reads as like 14, but she looks 32. She does look old. And I think she's supposed to be like 18. And then Ruth at that point is supposed to be like 25. Really? Because that they, old? I think they were like 12 and 18 in the first scene when they meet. Okay. And so, you know, they're like six years apart. And so I think they're supposed to be like 18, 24, 25 in okay. there. I would say like Ruth is 22. I mean. 
Well, how old? Because when when Iggy is a child and the train accident happens, I think Ruth is maybe supposed to be like fifteen. Well, that woman is like thirty. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, she looks way older than that. But. Okay, well, maybe. <sighs> Interesting. I mean, I just felt like Iggy was like a little. We get it. You're a tomboy. Did you not like the performance generally? I thought it was a little much. Okay. Um, I thought that Ruth was great. Yeah, I love that actress. Did you ever see The Client? Did I see The Client? Susan Sarandon plays the lawyer and what's his so, name? John Grisham book, right? Oh, it's so good. It's okay. like one of my favorite 90s I'm a movies. I'm sucker for John Grisham movies. I am too. And so she plays the she plays the mother of a boy who witnesses a murder. Oh, okay. And then um, Susan Sarandon becomes the lawyer for the boy to like help stop. We should do that movie sometime. It is nice. so good. and But she's very good in it. She plays like this... Mary tra- Louise Parker. Mary sorry, Louise Parker. She plays for. like this trailer mom like uneducated really poor and she plays it so well how did we feel about the treatment of sipsy and big george um okay so we are watching a film that is portraying alabama yeah at a time when black people are treated horrendously and are not afforded educational opportunities. And so I feel like the movie is trying to portray what people in this town, what their lives might have looked like. And it's really uncomfortable to watch now. Yeah. But is it accurate? Yeah, I, w- I would don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. I can't speak to the accuracy. I mean, they're essentially servants in yeah. the town. You know, yeah. they're playing these roles of servants. Um, I, I don't, I wonder if this film is remade now, if there's some different way to portray it or, you know, would be, they would be given kind of different screen time and there would be more care taken to like develop what their personalities and character were actually like. Probably. Because th- this film really is told through the lens of Nina, Nina, Nini, Nini, Nini. It's told through like white people and specifically an old white woman is telling the story. And so everything we know about these people in the film is like this old white lady remembering what they were like. And I I just wonder if there could have been a better way or there would be a better way now to give a little bit more care to what those characters are. If nothing else, just more screen time, right? Mm -hmm. Like this story hinges on On, Sipsy. Yeah. And we hardly know who Sipsy is. Yeah. So. And it, it feels... I mean, honestly, that's part of why it feels like, spoiler alert, such a surprise to find out in the end that she's the one who killed the KKK guy, whatever his name is, Um, because she doesn't feel like a prominent part of this story at all. And so suddenly when you get to the end and you find out it's her, it is kind of weird where you're like, I really, you really don't know that much about her except that she's around. Yeah. Yeah. Frank. Frank. Um, yeah, I think that if you made it now, there'd be more there, um, Mm. about their life. Uh, is that big George's little girl we keep seeing? There's just not a lot explained. Yeah. And I would hope that they got more screen time. Um, as much as I love the past stuff, I love the Kathy Bates stuff more. You do? Um, Yeah. I just think she's so fun in this. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, I mean, it just like explores ideas I've never really thought about. Like, do Southern women have a hard time advocating for themselves because of the traditions in the South, you know? And what does that look like when they advocate for themselves? And, 
you know, is Mary Kay empowering? You know, just yeah. like some really fun ideas. Is Mary Kay empowering? The, the, I had always kind of remembered and thought that when she crashes into the teen cars, you know, the Tawanda scene and she yeah. repeatedly crashes. I just kind of always had in my mind, like, I don't understand just because she has insurance, she can just drive away and there are no consequences. And so it was kind of funny watching it last night and like, oh, there are consequences because now her husband is pissed because he's like, yeah, we have to pay for this. Right. Right. Fair. (laughs) How do you crash into a car this many times on accident? It's fair. It's a fair question. Loved it. I loved it. Um, I give us I give a ton of town. We'll watch again. Yeah. I mean, most of that's nostalgia, if we're being honest. Yeah. This movie has flaws, but I will absolutely watch it again. It's a good time. Over and over again, just yeah. as I have in the past. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Fried Green Tomatoes? Check it out if you haven't. Check while. it out if you haven't. Um, also, check out our Patreon, which we're about to record. Uh, oof. So that's $8 a month to hear all of our episodes, as well as the episodes I'm doing with Emily on Cruel Summer. You can subscribe to that, patreon.com forward slash HiveMindHQ. Please leave us a good rating on review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we love it when you call in. Uh, So call in, leave us a voice message. Also, email us with your suggestions for movies or shows you want us to cover. The whole... um, is Jake Gyllenhaal good was a suggestion. And I personally had a lot of fun. I think Eli's still recovering, but yeah, we love, I'm in recovery. we love your suggestions. So thank you for writing in and we will see you next week. Bye.